Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. It's another Rugby World Cup Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast with me, Tim, and with Welshman JB. Good day, Tim. Hello to Phil, who is in the Amani Desert at the moment on a little bit of a break. Uh, he missed the England-Wales game last night. Um, JB said, I'll get someone in to, to fill in for Phil, and he's picked another Welshman. He probably thought he might need that for backup. Um, as it turns out, it's double the gloating today. Bryn Williams, a uh, friend of the pod, former Barbar and RGC player. Hi, Tim. Hey, mate, you're right. Yeah, very good, thank you. Right, so I suppose there's only one place to start on today's Egg Chasers Rugby podcast. Let's deal with the elephant in the room and let's talk about England-Wales. Um, Wales, well done on your win. Uh, let's move on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? <laughs> I live in this world where I perpetually say things, no one listens and eventually I'm, I'm turned... Uh, it's shown that I'm 100% right. Oh, so, so what was it this it, time then, Jay? It is... One of the most annoying things ever. So let's just go through a list of things which I've said, said in the past. Lancaster's horribly outclassed. Uh, Rob Shaw's not a great captain, but, but a good player. Dan Bigger gets progressively better depending on the situation which, which, um, which you put him in. The thing is, this is a little bit like if you throw enough stuff at the wall, some of it will stick. Uh, maybe. <laughs> you you maybe. make a lot of statements. Shall I remind you of Miles Benjamin? Benjamin. <laughs> <laughs> Guaranteed England starter at the World Cup. Yeah, all right. Well, here's a question to start with. Um, is Stuart Lancaster blameless for England's defeat? And if I just set a little bit of a context to why I asked that question, JB, a lot of the build-up to the World Cup, and in fact, during Stuart Lancaster's whole tenure as head coach at England, you have been very, very critical of him, and lots of people, eyebrows were raised at his selections. I don't think any of the decisions he made were the fault of the defeat. I actually would say Stuart Lancaster set England up to win the game. He did everything he could to make England win the game and the fault is not remotely at his door. I understand what you're saying and in hindsight, in in the cold light of day, England could and probably should have won that game. They had ample opportunity. Um, You know, Wales snuck it really in the last 12 minutes, didn't they? But... One one big thing for me was that I, I read today that England under Lancaster have had 44 games. Now, going into a game and pairing a centre partnership, um, Burgess and Barrett, for the first time... It's quite just, outstanding, actually, isn't yeah, it? it? When you've had 44 games and you're still picking combinations for the biggest game that's been on the horizon for years, I was staggered to see that. It's one of those things, if it, if it would have worked out, we'd be saying that he's a genius, but it hasn't, and therefore he gets slated. Now, well, let's not forget, it would have only been, had Jonathan Joseph been fit still, it would have only been the second time that pairing had been together. Yeah, yeah that's, tr- that's I get, true. Okay, so this is, this is kind of where I'm standing. We know England can beat Wales. Not only do we know it, we've seen it twice. We've seen it twice, and we've seen it with a guy who they left out completely, which is Burrell. And when Burrell played, not only did they beat him, they beat him with probably something to spare. In, in, in fairness, right? Oh, we're going over old ground here. No, 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 no. This is kind of my point because this is what we spent the last podcast talking about but, but was, all... was the selection of the England team. Sam Burgess didn't do anything wrong. No, ja- he didn't. Ja- Jamie Roberts didn't have a look in in the game. Well, just, and... just, just bear with me a second because this is going somewhere, which is when that team was selected, if England just played like England did, they, sh- they could and should have scored more points. Wales are not prolific scorers. They haven't been under Warren Gatland unless they're under... Uh, you know, uh, sorry, unless they're playing against someone like Italy, where they can be. So to go out there to try and stop Wales playing, I wouldn't worry about that. Wales aren't going to play anyway. You need to get points well, on the board, well, and they didn't. Uh, they well, weren't able to do that. Well, I'll, I'll just throw this back at you: the Welsh defence, which is what you've talked up for months and years, are the Welsh defence, the Welsh defence, and it is. It has got pedigree. It didn't look like the Welsh defence, in inverted commas, 
in, no. against England. England cut cut them to shreds. Didn't finish. Didn't cut them to shreds. They scored one try. No, we we Wales Wales only had Ireland. Wales had their first proper break after in after an hour had gone. Yeah. My, I guess my point is, I can't believe I'm an Englishman. I cannot believe we lost that game. I cannot. We how how, how you can be ten points up multiple times in the second half of a test match at home mm-hmm. I just it, it boggles it boggles the mind and not only I mean not only that the way the Welsh try came as well it must have just been oh, heartbreaking God. I mean I but Lancaster has to shoulder a bit of the blame for that he has to shoulder it all, it all. The, why, not, not, why not all of the blame because let's let's be brutally honest Robshaw should have taken the three points that were offered the way Farrell was kicking they should have gone for points and, t- and taken the draw because the draw would have suited England. They've got the bonus point against Fiji in the back. Wales probably won't. If they beat Fiji on Thursday, which is a tall order in itself with the injuries, you know, it's going to be a tight game. Um, Australia didn't get the bonus point against them, so if England were going into that game with that bonus point in the back. They should have taken a draw and they would still be in the driving seat. I know it wasn't a freebie kick, but mm. they should have gone for that. So that was poor from Robshaw, really. Yeah. However, Lancaster has to shoulder some of the blame because there must be something with the team that they they're just not quite getting over the line. I mean they've they've come runners up in the past. Is it three or four Six Nations? Yeah. You know that what happened with the Grand Slam in Cardiff a couple of years ago. They seem to have put that right against Wales. That's why they were the favourites yesterday. Mm-hmm. But something something went catastrophically wrong for England that they didn't get over the line and they couldn't close out the win. They they were the better side, realistically, for 60 minutes, weren't oh, they? I, there was parts of that game when, in, when Wales was taking the ball in and I was worried that Wales just couldn't retain it. Every yeah. breakdown was slow. Yeah, the equation it, doesn't work. The equation doesn't work. We were just picking off the Welsh line-out. The we scrum. were hammering your scrum. Yeah. We yeah. were breaking that, your defences. You that, that we were kicking our kill. goals. But I'll tell you what it is. It's like all the discussion pre-match... Uh, or Owen Farrell at fly-off, I'm not sure. He stood up and had a great game, yeah. yep. 20 points and did but everything right. But who played right. better? Who played better than, better well, than maybe, Owen Farrell? Maybe we'll leave that discussion for a moment. Uh, and then Sam Burgess, he actually looked at home at that level. Not not outstanding, but at home. Yeah. And it was guys like, it was, it's, it's ever-presence that Lancaster has gone to time and again. Mike Brown was an embarrassment. The Mr. Angry just went too far. He looked like he was... He looked, like, he he looked, like, he looked like he'd had a massive... He looked like he'd lost his head, didn't he? He looked like he completely lost t- his head. I tell you what, I even tweeted it. And he gave away some ridiculous penalties, as did Billy Vunapola, yeah. as did Tom Youngs, as did... It was, uh, but hang on. These are the guys, right? These are the guys. These are the good guys. The guys you want that you want in your team. The guys who've got the right culture, the right attitude. They've written the right things on the right shirts about their mums taking them to rugby. No, no, it is. Yeah, none, none of those players. Well, the point is, Warren Gatland would have picked every one of those players. For some reason, and I don't blame Stuart Lancaster. These are men. These are rugby players. They lost their heads. They gave away ridiculous penalties. It think. was dull, the penalties they yeah. gave away. You you, know, it was brainless. The ref was obviously hot on the hands on the floor at, yeah. at, at ruck time. You know, it was just but, daft England letting Wales back into the game in that respect. As a, but as a coach, if you spend half your time coaching rugby and the other half being an amateur psychologist, you would have hoped, hoped that half your time would actually resulted in a team that doesn't lose its head. No, you don't. 44 you, you games. Can't say, you can't blame Stuart Lancaster for Mike Brown not thinking in the game with a minute, two, three minutes left. We're 45, 50 metres out. I'll give up possession rather than give Dan Bigger a kick at, kick at sticks. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is mm. you can't. Uh, however much preparation a coach does, you can't send. You can't a guy with that much experience and that much pedigree. Uh, that, so you that, saying that's, it's Mike I'm, Brown's fault? No, no. I'm saying players like Mike Brown, Dan Cole, Tom Youngs, yeah. um, and, Billy Vanapola okay, should know a you, lot better than they did. If you counter that against the Welsh players, their big game players stood up, didn't they? Oh my yeah. word! You know, Falatar I mean, was outstanding. Yeah, he was Alan amazing. Wayne, yeah. If you want to talk Sam about Warburton. culture within a team. My word, those Welsh players, when they were going down and the replacements they came on in drips and drabs and a, a completely new back line, everyone shuffled into different positions. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Reese Priestland is a 15 for the commentator. He said, oh, a 10 going to 15. No, he's a 15 that went to 10. For the, for the, I thought, the I thought Nick Mullins called that game brilliantly, by the way. Uh, Just as, generally. As he always does. As he always does. It, but he I is watched a the game in Wales and we had Eddie Butler and Andy Moore commentating oh, no. on ITV Wales and... It wasn't much fun, to be honest. Um, I'll just read this one, um, because I think this sort of echoes what you're talking about, Jay. Gavin Thomas, I wonder what nationality he is. (laughs) He says, uh, he's tweeted to at Rugby Podcast, that's where you can get in touch with us. He said, uh, England-Wales was why I love the sport. 
coaching selection, culture went out of the window, and it came down to courage. And I think Welsh had a lot more, a lot more. Courage. The top, the top two inches is where Wales won it. Really, that was it. I just think Wales have been in more games like that. Like if you look at the Ireland game this year, when Wales stopped Ireland getting the Grand Slam, mm. yep. effectively, um, it was that sort of game. And Wales are backs to the wall defending, and it takes. A team like Wales, everything to win a game like that on it um, against England, mm-hmm. and they left everything out there, and they got the win, and it was brilliant. But England looked like they could have had another gear, in my opinion. Oh yeah. yeah. Do you think that Wales are that sort of team mentally because Gatland just pushes them so hard? Yeah, That's I, think, I think. I think the Welsh psyche point. has always been they need to be at their best to deliver. They, you know, that's why they come and stuck about against the Southern Hemisphere sides because mm. if they'd have played like that against Australia, instead of being 10 points down, they could have potentially been, you know, 15, 20 points down and they couldn't have got back in. But Bigger kept them in the game and the belief grew. You could just see it in the second mm. half. The belief grew. England gave away those daft penalties. It's ridiculous. And it just, it was just inevitable by the end. Right, so picking up on something you just said then about the, you know, they've been beasted in uh, wherever it was, Qatar and yeah. Switzerland. Switzerland yeah. um, is there an argument? Is it just a freak run of injuries or have they been pushed to the limit where they're on a knife edge now, fitness-wise? I, double-edged sword, I, th- I think. I think if you don't do that, you don't get the performance that we saw yesterday and that, you know, mental toughness. There has to be something in it, doesn't yeah. it? The amount of injuries they're getting, but there's a massive range of injuries, so it's not like if yeah. they were all getting hamstring or groin or yeah. or something fatigue related, you could understand it. But, but someone handing someone off and is, a dislocated shoulder from yeah. a handoff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but did you see it? How his arm went yeah. back? It was very weird. And it was weird. It didn't even look. Even the replay Farrell didn't even can look. tackle Connie. Yeah. <laughs> it, oh, it was him that, who hit Amos, and that handoff was so awesome when it happened live. I thought it was George North. Thought yeah. God North has gone here, and is it, you know, and it's and it's little Amos. I don't know how little he actually is. Yeah. But then he goes as concussion. You can't help that. There's a, a knee injury to Scott Williams, and he is out as big. By the way, uh, in just a little discussion we had uh, in JB's front room as we were watching USA against Scotland, you two were saying, "Oh, Liam Williams will be back next week." Right. I'm. I'm sorry if you were watching that and it wasn't your countryman. You'd say that's three weeks enforced on the sidelines, or two weeks, is it? What is it? Two weeks. It he, should be two. He weeks, was yeah. out. He was out. He was yeah, out. I have no, I have no doubt about it. But show me the last time that Gatland listened to any rules. So no, so he shouldn't be playing <laughs> if he was out. Like, you know, he he should not be playing because there's just too much too much risk associated with concussion. Now I know, I know it's the end topic after. It is, yeah. After, after last week, uh, and and that sort of leads on to this question is. Um, is this as good as it's going to get for Wales in this tournament? Because we've picked up on the the injuries they've got. They've also got a pretty tough schedule now. They've just yeah. come off the back of England five day turnaround. They're playing Fiji and then they've got Australia. You looked at Gatlin's reaction, and I've never seen that from Gatlin before. Mm. He it looked a little bit like Wales's Cup final. Now I hope I hope I'm wrong because the are other, you referring to him on ITV after after the, the celebration? Game? He was like yeah, uh, choking was, up. Yeah. You can he, see his yeah, bottom, bottom, his bottom he, lip quivering, his, yeah. Like, it was a massive win, but you've got to think Wales can beat Fiji on Thursday now. At, at the Millennium, that'll be bouncing because Ooh. England got Wales got that result against England. Mm. So even the four-day turnaround, what, what I was glad to hear was that, do you know what they did after the game yesterday? Nope. Straight on the bus back to um, Wales, and they were in the cryotherapy chambers till 3 a.m., <laughs> <laughs> Is that right? So they were, you know, yeah, they were. They These were boys in the mean business. Do you know the school in uh, like the X Men beginnings <laughs> or whatever movie? I'm imagining there's like Magneto sat there just uh, checking all the Welsh players in. And and as bad as the injury list is now. I think North will go into 13, and that could be where he plays a lot of rugby from here on out because yeah, he, he'll as he gets get his older. hands on the ball. Him and Roberts could be ideal in the centres against Fiji. Cuthbert will come in on one wing. If Liam Williams is fit, then he'll play fullback. If not, you've got, I think, Matthew Morgan or mm. Gareth Inkscombe will come back into the squad. Possibly James Hook. Gav, it has to be, right? No, he's just not been around the squad for four years, has he? It's just too big an ask. And, and no matter what level his fitness is, it won't be at the same level as what will be demanded from mm. the Welsh, the Welsh manager. I mean, have Wales got seven games in them? No. With this no, squad, not even close. No. not even close. I mean, if we had the full fifteen now uh, last night, and two of them went down, yeah, maybe you know, but no, not even close. The best run of results Wales could hope for now, I would say, is beat Fiji. Mm-hmm. Hope that Australia then beat England, so they will 
they'll guarantee they'll be qualified Wales when they play Australia. They might even then rest players against Australia because it's going to take so much out of them playing Fiji on Thursday and then aim for the aim for the quarterfinals. Just tell me this, Tim. Yeah. What would it take for you to say, look, Lancaster hasn't worked, it wasn't a good appointment, and this is why we're going out in... in, in in the group stages. What what would it take? Well, the first one you're, is... You're phenomenally loyal. No, the first one, I would say, is a memory of what 2011 was like. OK. Because being, being an England fan through 2011 was ugly. It was. In, in, in 2011 was Martin Johnson... A dwarf tossing. Oh, God, and horror, just a horror show. All that, yeah. Horror show. And but me and Phil were saying it for the, you know our, the number of caps we've got in our side is not enough. We don't have enough experience. It's come to, probably come too early to win a World Cup, which is a shame because we're at home. But we've got an amazing squad. I think this is just Doesn't it feel though like it must be so frustrating being an England fan? Yeah. Doesn't it feel like they're this cl- like so close yeah. to being very good because yeah. they play some rugby that I haven't seen England play for a long time mm. and. They've got, like, what they did to Wales' pack yesterday uh, oh, at, wow. scrum, at the set piece. They took <laughs> yeah. that away. But it just there's something missing. I can't put my finger on it. There must be something. I think they must be mentally weak. Well, no, it, it can't just... be mentally weak because it was... In the last minute, they had a kick to draw that game. Yeah. So, you know, the, the small margins just don't seem to be rolling England's way at the moment. Sab- uh, Dan, Dan Sabato on Twitter, at Rugby Podcast, said it's nothing to do with character or culture. Uh, that won't right the wrongs of the England-Wales game. It was leadership that was not there. And it, yeah. a, an interesting moment, like you say. Have I said anything about England leadership in the past? Well, <laughs> no, I haven't. I haven't. <laughs> carry on, carry on. I think he was more counteracting your culture argument. So anyway, so I thought it was a really... Inter- How was that counteracting the culture argument? I thought it was a really interesting moment when in, in the last you know two minutes to go, take take a kick at goal with Owen Farrell. He might have missed it, fine. But then we've got still got a, we, we get the ball back from yeah. a, from a dropout, mm-hmm. and it didn't look like Chris Robshaw was the one calling the shots. It looked like George Ford yeah. was the one that was calling the shots. We don't know what was said in that little huddle. Well, that's ridiculous, and that's weak, and but it's, it, it's but pathetic. It, it looked like it when actually that should have just been a discussion. I don't know, Robshaw going, Owen, how do you, how'd you feel about it? Allegedly, the best it. leader. In all of English rugby, that's why he has the job he has. Oh, he There's no way that he gets over. Probably is. It wouldn't. It wouldn't happen to Orbison. It just wouldn't. Yeah, but you, you say that you don't understand in the in the heat of the battle there what what's what's gone on. Whether Farrell said oh, it's a fifty-fifty, you, you just don't know. In fairness to Robshaw, he shouldered the blame for that, which is he you know he's not tried to pass it on and say look the kicker didn't fancy. He's but not said anything. It, I like can't that. remember if it was Australia or Argentina, but Robshaw in one of his first games as captain had an ex- almost identical situation, and he did the same That's thing right. about yeah. four years ago. Yeah, but do you know what? Uh, this is actually in some way it could be wonderful news for England. Because if you do finally get get rid of Lancaster, finally rid yourself of these shackles of all the nonsense which has gone on, you can get a real coach, you can get a Baxter in, you can get a Malander in. I th- I, Eddie I, Jones. And Eddie, yeah, Eddie... I'll defend Stuart Lancaster and the job he has done. Of course you will. What, what, what he do. has done is turned what was described by the players um, as a toxic England environment, environment yeah. how hard to a very be? positive England environment. And yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe he's... Sorry? Maybe you're right that he's a, no no I've never said anything different. Maybe he's not maybe he's not the coach that can that can win a World Cup, but he's absolutely he's done a brilliant job from where we yeah. were to where we are. Do you think he's taken him possibly as far as he can? Yeah, I, I think we'll he's wait in, and see. But, but they are on the cusp. If we beat Australia, what exactly. are we then, what are we then saying? But he was then, he was only an interim coach to start with. Yeah. Um, and then they went through the process, he interviewed well, and he got the job. It's just so stupid. He did nothing before that other than run the academy and get leads through through the league system, which is fine. That's, this but is all looking not, back. If, this England, is all, if yeah. England beat Australia with... Deny Australia a bonus point, yeah. most likely they'll top the group still yeah. because yeah. Wales, I can't see... They're going to lose a couple of players, you're guessing, against Fiji. So where that... Where that ends up, they cannot afford any of their big forwards to get injured, and they cannot afford either and Bigger in, yeah. or Roberts. And to England get are going to be playing Uruguay. Let's let's not forget. So that's five. Points they'll in kind the five, of yeah. know what their task is. They'll go. They'll yeah. go. We need to score about this many points to top the group if we beat Australia. But Australia look good. They look. They do look really. They good. look. They've got a they've got an unbelievable. Power, they pace. put a bit of a second string out today, didn't they? In it, uh, against Uruguay, and, and they look. I think Dean really Mem captained cap- the team, did he? Yeah. Not? He kept in their second string, yeah. Which is, uh, you know. So England beating Australia isn't, you know, obviously it's not a foregone conclusion whatsoever. So mm. well, we do- we dominated. I was at Twickenham for the Autumn International last year, and 
it was only one team ever going to win that. Yeah. Brad Barrett was playing outside centre in that game with Big Luth, I think. And uh, so if Jonathan Joseph isn't out, Brad Barrett got man of the match and just shut down their, their outside backs. So I still back us to beat Australia. Yeah, I would. It, it is a cup final. It is a cup final. You saw the Springboks bounce back, didn't you? And I just think England are capable of at Twickenham at home. Well, they have they've, to be. They've I mean, got to bounce well, back. They've got Uruguay. Is it Uruguay next and Australia last? Do you think they'll make any changes for the Australia game? Oh, they have to. They were not going to put Burgess Who, against those nippy Australian backs, are they? Imagine. Mm. Well, it's, it's Joseph. Joseph's not going to be back. Joseph so. is touch and go. We don't I think know. if Joseph's fit, Ford comes back in just because yeah. they play so well and you know together. Oh, I mean, Farrell did nothing wrong though. Farrell did nothing. No, he wrong was class. And right, if he'd kicked that, you know, if he'd gone for that penalty at the end, kicked it, everyone would have said, you know, what a decision to play over Farrell. He kicked all his goals. He matched Dan Bigger. They got the draw. They've come away from it now. Fine, go on, JB. Have your moment on Dan Bigger. Go on. What? Go on. Have your moment, <laughs> Dan Bigger. You've been well, waiting. What can what what can we say? A, a guy who doesn't get half the recognition that he deserves internationally. A wonderful, wonderful talent. And Owen Farrell found out last night what. James Hawke and Gavin Henson already know that um, that Dan Bigger is as good as it gets at 10. He really is. And the bigger the occasion, the better the player. I think you saw two 10s who were very similar. Yeah. They're very both obviously mentally tough, excellent kickers, good defence, and they're both courageous, aren't they? Very like brave. And I tell you the other thing, both have got the most ridiculous setups for kicks. Pre-game routine, pre-kick routine. Oh my bigger word! Is I mean, Farrell, like ch- chuck like a, a bolt of lightning and some sort of Halloween esque <laughs> stuff around. It's a freaky got, little stare. Isn't I mean, it? Farrell, I can only describe. It's kind of like a like a robot scanning. He kind of goes one way, <laughs> then yeah, the like little yeah. laser laser rangefinder going on. And as for Dan Bigger. It looks it's like, like he's warming up to dance or something. It's, it's like the Macarena. Double flick, touch, touch, flick. But then he does little like, yeah, shoulder shimmy. Wiggle. The, 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 someone though, should do this Strictly Come Dancing music that, with Dan yeah, Bigger's setup. I said, said, I summer, said right? to JB before, potentially it was a good thing for Wales that Halfpenny wasn't playing yesterday because Halfpenny, although Can he's, you believe he's, saying he's, that? Although he's such a prodigious kicker, he often misses one. Yeah. And Bigger didn't miss any yesterday, and did he? every one of them is dead straight. Halfpenny's dead always straight. got one, like, he always pulls one kick that you expect him to get. And and I tell you, the other thing as well, like, Mike Brown, uh, we, I've been up and down on Mike Brown. I don't actually think he played too badly um, yesterday. I do appreciate he's a very good player. But we have our own Mike Brown in Liam Williams. Those two are, like, they're like brothers. They're angry, they love to run, they're great and, and underneath the high ball. It's like, it's, it's like the same person. It was England didn't play up to their best. No. Uh, Wales played exceptionally well at Twickenham. It was a smashing grab. Yeah, it was smashing grab because they got. Do they you got remember dominated. Scott Williams' try when they won? Yeah. The, got the Grand Slam yeah. in 2012. Yeah. That was so similar, just a smashing grab. Oh. And Wales were celebrating shows, because. Yeah. It just shows is it, if you hang in there, it's yeah. like a 12 round fight, and we got battered for 11 and knocked them out in the 12th. Most points Wales have ever scored at Twickenham. Really? Yeah, 28 points is the the most points they've ever scored. So they really haven't got a good record at Twickenham. I mean, it's improved under Gatland. They got more um, at Wembley, that's right. Sam Warburton is only the second captain ever in Welsh history to captain um, Wales to two victories at Twickenham. uh, Wow. What a guy, though. Oh, see, we miss it, Phil. (laughs) <laughs> Listening in the Amani Desert, you are redundant now. Those sort Amani of facts. Desert sounds very designer. It does, doesn't <laughs> it? <laughs> uh, Bryn, that's some amazing facts you bring into the party there. Um, all right, I think we talked enough about England Wales. I, I think I, I say well played to Wales. I think it was the top two inches was the was the difference really. And for whatever reason, it's those. I mean, it's times like this when you learn a lot about guys as men, not even as rugby players. And I, and I think. I learned a little bit about Billy Vanapola and yeah. Dan Cole and Tom Youngs and Mike Brown and Chris Robshaw. I'd just be disappointed. I, and this last thing I'll say, I'd just be disappointed that I, they didn't already know this. You know, I, last thing I'd say, England will bounce back because Wales have been there for so long and experience at test match level counts for so much. And I think you just saw it in the last 10 minutes. Mm. All right, let's just go around the round table very, very, very quickly and ask which two teams qualify from this group? I think Australia are in the box seat, but I think we're going to beat them. So I think it's a shoot. I think Australia Wales is a shootout winner of that. And I think where is that game? Is that Twickenham? It's a Twickers, yeah. I think, I think that helps. I, I, I think that helps Wales. I think because they've got a serious 
um, mental block against Australia at Cardiff. So, so I think taking it away from Cardiff. Oh, will... I'm going yeah, to say England Wales. England Wales. Wow. In, in wow. that order. Bryn? Wales Australia. I have to say, as much as I love that win, I think the cost of that win was too high. You're, I can't believe what you're about to say. I think it's going to be Australia, England. Really? I, I really wouldn't be surprised by that either. It, it all comes down to Saturday. Whoever wins, Australia, England. If Australia win, I think England are out. Yeah, Australia win, England are, Wales are gone. And it's going to, yeah, and presumably, it's going to kill our but, podcast. But numbers. we're overlooking Fiji, Wales, because that. That is a massive game for I'm us. They never make it easy against Fiji. Fiji are a good side. We saw that against England in patches. We saw a lot more of it against Australia. And Wales, with a four-day turnaround, I'm just glad that one's at the Millennium because the Millennium will be in full voice after what Wales did oh, on Saturday. Know, won't it? So it could all change by Friday morning. Uh, it could be from, you know, with Welsh rugby, it could be from triumph I, to disaster just in the same I, I, week. Just... I thought the spectacle was brilliant. Uh, I love how passionate people have been, yeah. and, and I fully respect um, what what Wales did to England. And I still think England can bounce back. But just as a for the World Cup and for uh, one thing, I'm jealous of uh, as an Englishman when you look at Wales is how the country shuts down when there's an mm. international on, and that's never going to happen in England. But we're only going to know how big rugby union can be in England from England doing really well in this World Cup. And if we go out in the group stage. That'll yeah. be that will just yeah, and it'll, it'll be oh it'll just be a disaster. The tournament needs England to stay in. And not only that, what about our podcast numbers? <laughs> yeah, more to the point. It's good for <laughs> good for podcast business. Exactly. We're, we're, we're having our most downloaded uh, uh, couple, most downloaded episodes ever. We're consistently in the top five or six podcasts on iTunes. Uh, up there with Gary Neville and Guardian, who I think are downloading their own podcast to inflate their numbers. Quite no, frankly, well, it's fine. <laughs> um, it's fine. Yeah, well. So, but yeah, but and also more than that, I'm hosting the Rugby World Cup fan zone in Manchester the weekend of the when the Uruguay game is in Manchester. And if England are already out of the competition, it's just going to be me <laughs> and a load of empty chairs with it's, no, wow. nobody it's caring. Though, isn't it? Like just comparing that group to other groups and what Wales have had to do to get that victory now, probably you know potentially cost them. And what the is the long the game for and, this Welsh team now? Because I can't see... Yeah, we get to the knockouts. Where are we going to go from there? We don't have the strength. We've got a pack, but we've got, got no backs. Uh, so we might limp into the knockouts and just get we knocked are, out. We're definitely going to miss Scott Williams. That, that's massive. But George North, I think at 13, he could be in business there. And we we don't know, do we, who's going to come in. That, that's the big thing. If Eli Walker is potentially going to be fit in the next couple of weeks... He's, he's not allowed he's, to come back in, though. He will be able to. No, no, no. no. My understanding of the rules are, if you go out, you can't come back. I wouldn't he have wasn't picked right. in the original squad, was he? Yeah, nobody got called into the uh, into the squad. I can't imagine that's right. Why? What would be the point in? So you don't just say that? he's injured, bring in someone else. Surely, and then and then they go out and then they come back in. So, you so can't... He, I'm, I've not read anything about that today. We need feel for this. That doesn't seem right, does it? Mm, that seems odd. You'd think they verify injuries. But you know, but you understand what I mean. You don't want yeah, to be I understand yeah, yeah, what yeah. you're saying because people say hamstring injury or back injury. So you can't go like, oh, we, that guy needs that. Or well, Liam Williams is uh, is concussed. Um, oh, he's out. He's out. We're going to replace him, and then in two weeks' time, oh, well, well oh, that guy's injured. We'll bring yeah, Liam exactly Williams right. back in. Exactly they might right. stick with Lloyd Williams on the wing. He did all right yesterday. <laughs> didn't he? Yeah, there's that little chip through. That I and mean, for for a, for a fellow with not a lot of international experience, well, hardly any international experience. That. That's going to be a moment that, that yeah. he will he will show his grandkids that. Yeah, or again, it'll, it'll be folklore in his town. It? it was, it was class, amazing. Class and I bet if you ask him, why do you do that? He was, I have no idea. And uh, the yeah. commentators were slating it. Oh, just kicks away possession. Hang on a minute. What's this? It might oh, work. And Wigglesworth then... looked slow, didn't he? Oh, over the ground God. There. Yeah. Right. So um, we should talk about some other matches because there were some other matches going on. But before we get into those, um, just to remind you, because I mean the stakes of that Wales Australia game can't be underestimated so you could be there at Twickenham and soaking up some of that atmosphere and watching Wales try and back up that result against England against Wales uh, sorry against England against Australia uh, you could be at Twickenham with DHL the official logistics partner of the rugby here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. We World Cup, who are giving us, with the egg chasers, giving one lucky egg chaser and a mate, that could be you, a pair of tickets for this game. Now, how much Bryn and JB would love to be wow. nicking those tickets? Oh. <laughs> well, the way the way you're going to win them is because DHL deliver rugby to the world. We want you to deliver us a moment of rugby or some sort of rugby-related story from the world. So, Bryn, as you're in for Phil today, what what have you got? I was trying to think about this. Um, it's hard, isn't it? I mean, this this yeah. is a man who's you played for Barbarians. Yeah, your Barbarians must be all. You've had, you, you've had it needs Canadian. To be a worthy story that you know. It, very these, few rugby stories are, are worthy. Those fueled most of my. Story. It's got to be. That's fine. That's that's well, what people want to hear. I, I, in January, I mean, I went away with um, with my fiance to Egypt. I was playing um, beach volleyball. And the and the ball sort I'm, of. Like, I'm imagining this like a uh, Top, top gun. gun. Yes. Playing, playing. <laughs> it was, it was nothing like that. It was, it was probably one of the worst volleyball. game of volleyballs <laughs> you've ever seen. But the ball sort of like shot off the court, and this guy was walking past, so he picked it up, and it was my serve, and he just threw it to me. But instead of throwing it like a football, he passed it like a rugby ball, and I looked at him. I thought, bloody hell, he looks like a, he looks like a rugby player. He's big tattoo, looked a big guy. So at the end of the um, game, I was I was just walking off the court and he came over to me and said, oh, is that RGC shorts you've got on RGC North Wales? I said, yeah. He said, oh, my brother played against you a couple of weeks ago. I was like, all right. I said, do you play? He goes, yeah. I said, who for? He goes, the Ospreys. <laughs> I was like, oh, is it Josh Matavesi? He's like, yeah. So I got chatted to him and he's now in the Fiji squad. And he was a really nice bloke and he told a few cracking stories that uh, just about how, how he gets on with the Ospreys, etc. And just a really nice bloke. And he had a week off for the, um, I think it's the British and Irish Cup or, or what's the Yeah, cup? yeah, being a, yeah. yeah. This, is, this is what I love. This is what I love. This is why, that's, that's the perfect example of a story, Brim, because what that, that's it, that says everything about the game of rugby, doesn't yeah. it? Like you couldn't you, imagine a Premiership footballer or into or someone who a big footballer who played at the World Cup just having a chat with you at a bar on yeah, holiday. It just, just, just doesn't happen. Uh, well, that, that afternoon he came over to me and gave me some Osprey stash just on the beach. Oh, said, hey, I, I've good got lad. these for you, some trunks. Do, and, do you know what? Like, are you asking um, Josh Matavasin? You're fairly big, well, fairly avid watcher of Welsh, um, of Welsh rugby. Is nearly on par when I met uh, a sort of seniorish gentleman. I was playing rugby for the for, for the hard knocks, and he, and he was coaching the team. So at the end of it, I was like, "This this guy obviously likes his rugby. He must be a, lo- um, a local guy." I said, "Well, what do, what do you do with your weekends? Why don't you come down to Colwyn Bay and, um, and 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 watch a rugby?" And he goes, "Well, I would do, but you know, after playing for you know Preston and then Waterloo, and then of course you know there was England and then captain England and coaching England and then watching Will play and then Will and the Lions." <laughs> Oh Christ! I've just asked Dick Greenwood to come down and watch rugby <laughs> at Colwyn Bay. I tell you, what, I had one, no idea who he was. One other one that me and you were involved in, JB. We were um, in the walkabout in Cardiff in two thousand and eight. Oh, yeah. Wales, we're, we're so, Wales. That's the starting point for so many good rugby yeah, stories, isn't it? Wales on the way to um, like just uh, the, the, the Grand Slam, wasn't it? In two thousand eight, after, one, wasn't after it? A, no, that second two thousand five was first. Oh, yeah, After a right, disaster yeah. of a 2007 World Cup, Gatlin took over. They had that massive comeback in Twickenham, didn't they? And then we were on the way to a Grand Slam and we were in the bar in, in the walkabout. And who's in there but Andy Powell? Now, at the time, 2008, Andy Powell was playing club rugby. He'd had that jaunt over. Did he go to Leicester for a bit? He went to Leicester, he went to he was, Castle, oh, he, was just, he was never fulfilling his potential. Yeah. Anyway, me and Jay said, oh, that's Andy Powell there. So but we went over. He wasn't a big name he at wasn't, all. No, he wasn't a big name then. So we went over. I had, ended up having a couple of shots with him. Got chatting to him. And uh, JB said, oh, so where do you see you know, your career going now, Andy? And he turned to uh, me and JB and said, well, next year I'm getting in the Wales side. No, no, no. He went... Um, he went in order. Yeah. Right? So just bear in mind the the eights that he had to get past. He went next. And he, he was wasn't playing, capped at this point. He wasn't capped, and he was playing at. 
I think he was at uh, Cardiff. R- no, he was at Cardiff, but he was formed out to a team. It was Glamorgan Wanderers. Right, so he really? was there recovering from an ankle injury. So he goes, yeah, well, I'll probably get back in the Blues team. I'll be the eighth for the Blues. I'll be the eighth for Wales. And I'll be the eighth for Lions. And yeah, then yeah. Lions tour next like, yeah, year. Sure you will, mate. So that's Xavier Rush you're getting rid of. Yeah. That's Ryan Jones. Yeah. And then you'll play Lions. Yeah. And we Good looked at each other and thought, <laughs> but yeah, he's had more drinks than us. But fair play to him. <laughs> did it all? Year. did it all. So... So there you go. Story, you give us, send us your worldwide rugby moment and email it to tim at eggchasers.com and do that before Friday, this Friday, the 2nd of October. By Friday, the 2nd of October, uh, any entries after that won't be allowed and our favourite story will win two tickets to see Wales against Australia at Twickenham. And if you want to be boring and find out all the terms and conditions and all that guff, dhlrugby.co.uk slash eggchasers. Get involved now. One, um, one question. Yeah. How interesting is it going to be if England do beat Australia? The English are going to be supporting Australia, won't they? Because Wales will need to, if they win that, they'll go through. They'll go through if, top. If they beat Fiji, that is. Yeah. They'll go through top. So England will need Australia to beat yeah. Wales. So Twickenham will yeah. be in full voice supporting Australia. Well, exactly. Because yeah. it is back to you thinking that South Africa are going to top that pool again, isn't it? Yeah, they will. After that, that performance against wow. Samoa. That was uh, it was chalk and cheese. Those two performances. The yeah. Bocklash. Oh, is that oh, what they called it? Is that, yeah, the, nice. is that the official name for it? Yeah, I like it. Well, you know, John the Village is out, out the tournament now. Yeah, yeah, that is tragedy, isn't it? it Broken jaw. Is it the same break or? What's... I don't know. He is unlucky. That one. He is unlucky, but I think there'll be some in South Africa which no one wants an injury, especially not as your captain. But no, those... it's, it's not. It's not fair on a, for a guy with a career like that to no. go out like that. But I wonder if Matt Field will captain him now. You'd have thought. You'd think so. he'd the obvious choice. What a game he had! Like, yeah. And did you see him coming off the field, like, just acknowledging the fans? And obviously, it, they were hurting after what happened against Japan. And you, you, you could see South Africa going to the final now, couldn't you? Really? Yeah. With, Ooh, with the players they've got. You've ne- you haven't seen an international team that focused and that just dominant. Blew Samoa away, oh, and, that, God, and Samoa are no mugs, are they? No, they're you know, really and, not. And they're probably and the best physical team. wise. You don't often see him getting out. Uh, out-muscled like they were against South Africa. I, I think Dwayne Vermeulen, how, however you say his name, <laughs> coming, coming back into the team is huge. And I yeah. think now they're going to go for that um, that centre pairing where you can have J- Jesse Creel in at, in at 13. Yeah. That's going to make a huge difference. It strengthens difference. them. It's got to, hasn't it? It, it, it's got it to actually does. It. And Yandy um, Villiers is, is, is a wonderful player, wonderful captain, but I just think it's not the right way for them to proceed. That, that pack went from being... Average to looking like possibly the best pack in the tournament. Yeah, they mm. looked just in... just the start. Ebenet's straight straight from the start. Just won him a penalty, didn't he? They're just massive men. Edsabeth and Diego. I mean, I'm not sure in a few years how you actually top that second row pairing. They must be the most intimidating well, double act. Retallic Whitelock's not not too shabby. Oh, which which two would you back? Yeah, in you, are you back you back at anything with Etzebeth in? To be oh, honest. he's just he's unbelievable. You've yeah. got to say it's been an amazing first week of the World Cup, hasn't it? Oh, it's been a wow. brilliant advert for rugby. It has been amazing. Um, Scotland again looked like they got a bit of class against the USA. They're, yeah, they're, they they're, they're in business, aren't they? They're not going to yeah. beat whoever does finish top of the pool. Well, whoever. England or Wales or Australia end up playing out of South Africa yeah. or Scotland. It's not a foregone conclusion. No way. Even slightly. I, I'm going to go as far as to say Scotland might have the best back three out of all the home nations. So Maitland is a beast. Um, this is just huge. And then Hogg. Hogg can play with the best of them. It's worth pointing out they've played Japan and USA. That is true, but Japan and Omogs, as we well know, and they absolutely put them to the sword. And they went yeah. in, uh, they went down, sorry, they went in against USA at half time. Uh, they were down and they came out all guns firing and they looked they looked like a proper uh, tier one team. So, it's the best Scotland team I've seen for a long time, yeah. definitely. Uh, Finn Russell's a very very good player. We've got a pack that can win ball. I think they're a little bit weak in the front row, but then they've got some good ball carriers. Got they just seem to I be will, good across across the whole team. They've got really good players. But going back to where we started this podcast, talking about Stuart Lancaster, who I think's done a good job in the sense of what he's done he's done a reasonable t- job turning it round but you look at Eddie Jones and the job he's done at Japan <laughs> you know that's a job and you look at Vern Cotter and you look at um, Joe Schmidt as well yeah. and you actually and Warren, Warren Gatland. Gatland and you kind of go alright you, you get a, the world's best coaches 
and yeah. you, you, yeah, and, you and you get a better product what, at the what, end of it. What Joe Smith has done with Ireland, he would have done exactly the same with England. He'd have driven them to that sort of level. I'm sure of it. Yeah. And you know, I think really, Lancaster in isolation looks like he's doing a reasonably okay job. But then when you compare him to the likes of Eddie Jones, and if you want to talk about a toxic, to, uh, a toxic environment, Welsh rugby. My word, there is no bigger snake pit than. South Wales Welsh rugby. It, it oh, is... I like the I like the I like the South Wales. You uh, mentioned that. Bryn, you <laughs> you play in that league. It's savage, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, Gatlin turning that round. Now that now, now that is a, a complete ch- change of mindset there. So yeah. when you compare him to the best in the world, it does look like he's way behind, mm. way behind. Anyway, uh, enough. But, Ga- yeah, Gatlin the jury's still out. You know, it, 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 it was a bad defeat up. yesterday because they sh- they potentially should have won that game. You know, that's to take nothing away from Wales. So let's just see now how they bounce back. And, and the, the mark of a good team is that they can bounce back. And mm. if, if, if Lancaster can get them through now, then... Yeah, it'll be hell of, a, um, hell, hell of a turnaround. Yeah, absolutely. Arge- Argentina looked a proper team again, didn't they? After yeah. having to face off against the All Blacks, they suddenly... Now, that was a surprise to me, actually, because I was really looking forward to that. Uh, Georgia got go there, they beat, uh, they beat Tonga, and I really thought Georgia would give it a good go. Now, I don't know whether it is because uh, they lost their captain to, to a yellow card. Three or... tries while he was off the field. Yeah. Wow. He is like... He's like... Um, oh, let's get his name right. Not Manu... Samu Manoa. There we yeah. go. Not Manu Samoa, as I like to, <laughs> as I, as I to call him. As in the one truly world class. Is this the thing now? Every every international team has to be captained by someone from Toulon. Is that, is that, is that how it <laughs> the works? unwritten rule? Of yeah, yeah, yeah. Quick, like, get, get Stefan in on the open <laughs> side against Australia. Quick. Like if, if you're like a, a, you know a tier two team, your captain plays for Toulon, and that's the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, those, those those two players are magnificent, and, and what they do. do do for their country is pretty much pretty much unrivaled. I don't think there's anyone as important as uh, Manoa for, for America and uh, Godza for Georgia. But anyway, yeah. back, um, back to that game. for Argentina, what's his name? Um, Fernandez Lobby. Uh, yeah, of oh, course, yeah. Such an important. And that's another one. Too, another, one. <laughs> another one. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So I was a bit disappointed because I thought Georgia would really take take it uh, take it take it to Argentina. Uh, but actually, Argentina showed showed their class, and they absolutely blew them away. They're a different side to what they were in the past, Argentina, because they can play an expansive game, and, Ar- it's, and it's dangerous, isn't it? Because they look good against the All Blacks. They were matching the All Blacks for sixty minutes. Imhoff's the, the real it, deal. Yeah, yeah, they are. And it's also important to know what kind of team they are, because you've got to remember they they play with you know the the biggest teams in world um, in world rugby in South Africa. New Zealand and Australia, and they lose on a regular basis. So you think, oh, maybe they're not that dangerous. Winning in South Africa will have done done them so much good, like yeah. for their psyche. They're just knowing that they can go away and win in South Africa because not many teams do it. Mm. No, and going into the next one, they are going to be very. I think they're going to be very, um, very dangerous. And Scotland are going to be very dangerous. And Ireland are flying under the radar. You know, they the comprehensive win against a Canada side that is, you know, it's a decent side, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and they're playing... And, and it, took oh, Italy playing right now, to the wire yesterday, didn't they? I think they're 18-3 up at the moment. We won't know anything about Ireland, really, until they go up against no, France. No, but they'll be, in good, they'll be in good shape. But France are a bogey side for Ireland, so... Yeah, and again, well, I, I suppose we should probably apologise to our Irish and, and to a lesser extent, Scottish uh, listeners, because we, we haven't talked at much length about either team, but that's because of the, the quality of the opposition they've faced yeah. so far. There's some big games ahead for those guys, uh, and then they'll feature really prominently on the podcast. Um, but looking ahead to the games that are coming up, what what are the midweek games this week, JB? You got the rundown? Uh, I will cer- certainly do in a matter of seconds, I will tell you. Uh... I'll tell you what, while we're waiting for that one, a uh, little bit of stash watch. Did you see Northampton Saints away jersey? What do you what do you th- think of this? Tim? So let, let me describe it. So it's all it's all grey with it's blue with baby blue powder blue. Oh yes, sorry. powder blue uh, socks and sh- uh, and then grey and blue shorts and then a grey top with a huge crest motif on across the front of it. And it's one of those where I think you can you can tell a lot about what the kit's like from the from the faces that the players wear in it. <laughs> they all look Very a bit gr- they all look a bit grumpy if you ask me. Um, so I'm not sure about it. Uh, I really like it, you know. I, it is it's not the sort of kit I would traditionally like, but it's quite clean. Um, I, I just really like it. It's so much better than the uh, um, 
than the kit they wore last year, which made them look like they're operating heavy machinery. Uh, yeah, it's nice. I don't see anything wrong with it. No? I, I disagree. I think it's absolutely yeah. horrible. I'm Brilliant. A big fan Would of you it. want to wear that? Brilliant. I don't. I really no. don't mind that kit. I think it's okay. I mean, I'll wear it if I had a contract like a Northampton Saints player had. I'd happily wear it then, but uh, under no other circumstance would I want to wear that. Uh, do, do you not think it's better than the um, Illuminous yellow one that they had to put up with last year? Oh, God, they've had to, they're, they're, I like their home kits, but I, their, their second kits are Do you terrible. know what traditionally is the colour of, of Northampton's second kit? Go on. Burgundy. But they haven't had a burgundy kit for absolutely ages. Really? Yeah, and they, apparently they had one la- um, last, uh, last year, according to... Um, it was, it was Rihanna Chandler Day talked to me that, and before it was about to about to come out, they pulled it because the board didn't like the colour, which is ridiculous. It's really? a, it's her second colour. Hmm. Facts. Uh, Pajamas. I asked people to just say, give me your one-word review of the Northampton Saints kit, and the the word that came back most often was pajamas. <laughs> that like... is not a ringing endorsement in no, anyone's book. No, it's really not. It's really not. Um, uh, there's just just going back. We've had to, I, I completely um, mi- forgot to mention a couple of good tweets. We've had some really good ones in, so please do get in touch uh, at Rugby Podcast on Twitter, like uh, Peter Swan UK, and a lot of people picking up on what you said about Dan Bigger's uh, pe- kick routine saying, come on, Dan Bigger doing Gangnam-style dance before every penalty kick is is not on, and other people asking to petition for it. Is there a, is there a stranger oh. kick, kick in the World Cup? There are, yeah, of course, Craig Cooper, with the, with, the, with the swoosh arms. Oh, he does have a weird he swoosh arms, He won't be kicking arms, much, he? though, he? He, won't be he was kicking. kicking today. Yeah. So, and he's got... Um, the most ridiculous one I've ever seen is... Yeah, rugby league. Oh, no, who... who uh, the the, the, the Wigan player who, who went like that, put the arm up. Have you seen it? Saluted. <laughs> kind of like a Hitler salute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Almost. Um, there was obviously um, Patterson who had the, like the pendulum arm. Uh, but the the weirdest one was Cook from Gloucester. I can't remember his Oh, first. Rob Cook, he changed Rob... it because he was that embarrassed about it. Yeah, that was a sumo squat, He used squat, to look right? like he was sitting on having a having a dump in the woods. <laughs> it was a very, very odd thing. It was like a sumo squat, up and down twice, and then away he went. Uh, Very weird. Another another funny observation. I'm just going to show you a picture of this. How funny was it watching Martin Bayfield and Shane Williams doing the punditry at <laughs> half time? <laughs> what, what an angle that is of height slope. Wow. And who's in the middle? Danny Cipriani. Sippers. Sippers. Wow, Shane is tired. So isn't Shane he? Williams, he's like, he looks like a... Looks like he's the the mascot's just been invited over but to come and. He, he could well huge. be playing on Thursday. Actually, Shane Williams could get a call after this, right? Uh, yeah, he's ahead of me, and then I think it's you. And then <laughs> it, uh, yeah, it's uh, pretty light on numbers. So anyway, next week's matches. Yes, do you want to know them? Yes, yes. I'll say yes. next week, but it starts on Tuesday. So let's go Tonga Namibia. What do we make of that? Well, I know Namibia. Played quite well against um, the All Blacks. Really, it wasn't. It wasn't as one side as it might have been. It wasn't a complete. I thought it might be eighty odd points, but I spoke to Phil Davis because he coaches us um, as well as Namibia's, obviously with them at the World Cup, and he said that's the game they were targeting. Yeah. Um, no, sorry, no. Georgia was the game they were targeting. Uh, right. Okay. So how they'll go against Tonga? I, it's hard to tell because Georgia beat Tonga, didn't they? It's yeah. Well, okay. So. Um... And, 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 and answer me this then, because you've actually got some experience with with Namibia. You, you we trained against tra- them last against year. Them. Yeah. What's that? What's that? What's the actual squad like? Oh, well, I, I love I love this inside track we're getting now with Brim Williams yeah. on the podcast. As guys or uh, guys what? and like the general like skill level of the team. <laughs> the improvement they must have made over the last twelve months because when we trained against them, yeah, they obviously looked a decent outfit, but they didn't look anywhere near ready to tackle the All Blacks. So I think. You've got to you've got to take your hat off to the IRB. The amount of funding they've they've thrown towards the um, the tier two nations it's really dragged the level of competition up. It really has. And, and teams like Namibia being able to afford someone like Phil Davis and some backroom staff to go over there for three or four months. And you know these are amateur players. These are amateur players who are, are now able to take time off four months, three or four months to to work basically as professionals in the build-up to the World Cup, and you can just notice how much they've raised their level. Yeah, I think you've nailed something there, Bryn, which is the IRB, I think, sorry, World Rugby, as we should call them have done a magnificent job upping the standard of yeah. the Tier 2s, Tier 3s, whatever you want to call them. Absolutely. It's made a huge difference. Um, but we need to learn lessons now. I don't know if this is uh, maybe a history lesson because it's going back quite a way, but in the way that 
one of the reasons that Italy joined the six, the five nations and made, became six nations is because after the first World Cup, first couple of World Cups, Romania were a really, really yeah, good yeah, rugby team. That's right. And there were a lot of people saying they should join, and they didn't, and it just... Romanian rugby just went into yeah. the doldrums. So we've just got to build on it because how much better is this is this Absolutely. World Cup? Absolutely. Holistically. And that's what we need. Look at Argentina. They were always on the periphery of the of mm. the of the top of table of um, world rugby and, and now they're, you know, one of one of the best sides in the world. So you can just drag that standard up. And and the more global um, the game is the more the more of the tier two and tier three nations that are competing. You know, if if, if more funding goes towards Fiji, Samoa, Tonga, teams like that, it's like how good, how potentially good yeah. could they be? But, but you know, the, like I said it in the last podcast, the, the two bigger nations, Japan, USA, you'd have thought are going to start pulling yeah. away hundred percent of that. Especially with with the uh, with the introduction mm. of the sevens to the Olympics, but because no, that that'll get the USA interested. Only yeah. the Springboks coaching staff with their green and gold blazers have got as good a stash as the Samoan coaching staff. I'm showing you another picture. That's amazing, <laughs> isn't it? Unbelievable. That is literally amazing. Describe that, Tim. Um, it's uh, it's not Hawaiian. It's it's obviously they'd be very offended if you said yeah, Hawaiian. Exactly. It's obviously it's uh, what we would look at as a Hawaiian shirt, though. But it's obviously, obviously native it's... native pattern on the shirt with the whatever that wreath thing around the neck is. Flowers around the neck. Flowers around the neck. I love it. Absolutely love it. In the coaching booth, I think. So we're going to say Tonga beats Namibia. Uh, uh, yes. Um, we'll keep very short on, the, on on this one because I think we've discussed this team to death. Wales Fiji. Wales Fiji Wales. Wales, Wales scrape, win scrape no by. no bonus point though, and that's that could be quick. Close game and they'll scrape by, I think. France Canada, you've got to go France. France. Well done, Canada. Well, it was a really gutsy performance, yeah. and they uh, they'll be gutted not to have not to have won in that match against Italy. Yeah, Do you know absolutely. what one of the interesting things is about the World Cup? Uh, and I didn't know this until Eddie Jones highlighted it for Japan. You have to win two games and finish third to automatically qualify for the next World Cup. That's right. So one of the teams from the a group of death, i.e. The, the, the Welsh group, is going to give someone else fits. So it's, you know, potentially. I don't think that applies to not. no to if you're in the Six Nations or the Rugby Championship. But what about Fiji? Yeah, yeah, Fiji. Might so Fiji are going to be running through like Russia and a few, uh, and so, yeah, a few potentially others. Potentially, uh, we could do with Phil to check that one for us. Yeah, really. Phil, check that please. <laughs> just make a, just make a list of things for Phil to do when, when, he, returns. when he comes back. Uh, this will be a close one. New Zealand, Georgia. Yeah, that'll be a tough day at the office for the Georgians. I, would I think. think so. Uh, now, I reckon next weekend is going to be the most competitive bunch of games that we've got to date as as a whole. So we're going to kick off with Samoa, Japan. Uh, I don't know which way I, I want I want this game to go. I'm thinking I probably want Japan to do it just because for, you know for the good of rugby. But there again, Samoa winning is for the good of rugby. It, basically, whoever wins that, rugby's the winner. Rugby's the winner. Yeah. Yep. With that game, and it'll be wholehearted as well. I I think uh, I'm going to say Samoa legit, and they'll have their one win of the. Uh, they'll have their win, which they really puts Japan in a bind then because they're not likely to get out of the group, yes. which we thought they might do. No. Um, next game. Now this is going to really. Uh, Tests some metal. South Africa versus Scotland. After that forward performance particularly, I don't think South Africa are going to let no. Scotland unleash their backs. No, but on the other hand, I just think Scotland... I, I'm going to go with Scotland here. I, I really am. South Africa, they lost against Japan and they had this massive, um, you know, bock lash. But this isn't the only game that they've lost recently. They lost at home to New Zealand, and they do seem to be Argentina. susceptible. Sorry, what, what, what did I say? New Zealand. Sorry, uh, Argentina, and they do seem to be susceptible just to turn off and I don't just think lose they it. will. That Japan game will have really scared them. You know, South Africa is one of the proudest rugby nations. They will have really been put through the grinder with the press, etc. They, they... I, I don't think even a even a Welshman as you guys are can can probably. Understand what it what it would be like when a oh. team wins or loses in oh, so the Springboks win or lose. World, it's, it? yeah. I, I went over, the, I went over there level. to watch the Lions. I watched second well, watched, watched second test in a casino and everyone was quite polite. And when um, what's his name uh, fly off uh, Ogara. 
Oh, don't talk to me about that. Idiot. Still, <laughs> still to this day. He basically cost me um, over a £1,000 in tour money because if I knew he's going to be that stupid, I wouldn't have gone. Um, oh, who was it? Uh, the fly half, South African massive boot stain. Morning oh, yeah, stain. Morning stain. People started jumping on tables. They started jumping on tables, throwing beer around. And prior to that, they were really, really nice. And as soon as they were, they were all, yeah, it was brilliant. South Africa really, love, really do love their rugby. There's quite a few South Africans playing for Scotland now as well. Strauss. As uh, the obvious one, is Nelf, the, the prop- he's another oh, yeah. project player. Yeah. Mm. Maitland's Kiwi, isn't he? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Originally a Kiwi, he's Scottish, obviously. And Finn Russell's very good. I just, you know what? Let's just see how that one goes. But I don't think it's going to be at very best. It won't be a walk in the park. But no team has ever lost a pool match and won a World Cup. There no. we go. A little fact it's for you: fact. Wales can still win this World Cup. Brilliant. They haven't lost the pool much, yet. They haven't lost yeah, the yeah. pool so much. They, yeah, so, so they can still win it. England yeah, have done. I, I just think on that side of the draw, whoever emerges from Pool A um, and is it Pool B, Scotland, South yeah. Africa? Whoever emerges from that, I just think Ireland will just be getting more confident going, these guys are going to have been put through the meat grinder. Yeah. We get to just slowly yeah, ramp yeah. up. And well, I mean, the beauty of it is, I mean, if Ireland, for Ireland, if, if they see Wales um, in the next round, in um, in the knockout round, it's going to be advantage Wales because Ireland will have no idea who these guys are. They just, they just <laughs> won't know. They'll know who Big Gav is, though. Oh, 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 yeah. We know this fella. Here we go. Get Andy Powell in as well. Yeah, now oh, Roll back the years. Love it. Um, let's get, yeah, get, get, get the band back together. Uh, what are the games we've got midweek? Uh, the, 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 these are Saturday, Tim. Uh, and the oh, last... we looking ahead. Well, we'll probably do another podcast before yeah. then, won't we? So... We'll just have a quick England um, England or Australia, but we'll d- d- discuss it in full on Wednesday. Uh, England, we have to, we will. The, the, the nation... No, 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 that wasn't the question, do England have to win? We know they have to win. No, they will. But who will win? They will because they Why? have to. They will because they have to. That's a, that, that, what, do Australia not need to win it? They'll win it because they have to. <laughs> oh, poor Tim. <laughs> it could be. Yes, yeah, but England are capable of doing what they did in 2007. Oh, 100% capable of doing it. To the final. Let's not go over all ground. They're 100% capable of doing it. They've got the players to do it. They just won't do it. No. Um, <laughs> do you think they'll beat Australia, Joe? Do I really think they'll beat Australia? <sighs> Maybe. I don't know. I, I, you I can't honestly don't sit know. on the fence like that. Come on. Pick, I, a, pick a winner. Yes or no? You can change your mind on Wednesday when we do the next podcast. That's what I'm doing. As you normally do. Yeah, so that's what I'm doing. Well, yeah, as I say, Tim, <laughs> when the facts change, so, so, so does my mind. <laughs> so I'm going to go, as things stand, Australia. I think England are going to carry a few injuries. I think Billy's going to be out, is he not? Ben Young's do, uh, do, doesn't look great. And without uh, Jonathan Joseph, your attack is lacking. A l- Courtney as laws is the, is the one I'm worried about. Uh, are you worried about him? Are you worried about him because he basically is only good against small teams, and against big teams he just doesn't seem to show up. Mm. That's why I'd worry about him. Throw in Launchbury, throw in Cruz, throw in, just do something different. I think we we'll get Big Dave back in the squad if he goes oh. out. Well, Big uh, Dave Atwood or Big Dave viewers. <laughs> Take your pick. We've got a lot. We've got we've got some big. I could coach this like England that. team. T- t- it can't be that hard. Pick the Big Dave Atwood. Big Big Dave viewers. Oh. They're halfway there. Uh, and then just 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 to round off the, uh, the the weekend, it'll be Argentina Tonga. So Tonga have got a quick turnaround, and Ireland Italy. But we'll discuss those games on Wednesday. Even as an England fan, I'm absolutely loving this World Cup. It's a one. It's the best yeah. World Cup of, uh, ever. Ever uh, already. It's been immense. It has been amazing. And uh, here's to more top rugby. Uh, get your entry in if you want to be in Twickenham to see. Australia Wales with DHL. Tweet us at Rugby Podcast with any thoughts or questions or things you'd like to discuss or points you want us to get across and tell the world. Download on iTunes, get the ACAST app and listen there. Subscribe and we will keep delivering Rugby World Cup chat to you. Thank you very much for listening. Thanks for getting involved. Nice one, JB. Thank you very much, Tim. Uh, Phil, you don't, you're not needed back because we've got Bryn now. Nice one, Bryn. Cheers. Thanks, guys. But before we go, I can't believe we're about to get to the end of a podcast. Bryn? JB's phone hasn't gone off. Oh my God, JB! Every Monday, me and there my brother listening go. to the podcast in work and, and I have you know, a chuckle to myself. I'll let, you into a, I'll let you into a little podcast secret here. We have a, a uh, soundboard. You, you we keep, have a soundboard, You right? keeping the Thanks. podcast going is just tempting fate that your phone's going to go off. Yeah. We, we, we have a soundboard that Tim controls and he's actually saved my message tone and he presses oh, it. Dude. Every, oh, dude. I don't podcast. believe that for one minute, nor do you, you, JB. Amy, now believe me later. Right. <laughs>
Well done, JB. Yeah. Thanks, mate. Much appreciated. You've grown. You're, you're a bigger and a better man. Right. See you next time. Bye-bye. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.